All right. This week on One More Pass, we talk about the NFL and the very low, actually no players testing positive for COVID, which is unreal. That is awesome. We are so pumped for the season coming up. We have college football talking about the Big Ten, parents protesting, just the big dumpster fire that is the Big Ten, essentially. And we give you our NFC picks for the year. I'm just really bummed about my Panthers just pulling up the uh, just the rear in the NFC South. You should be. You guys ready to go this week? Let's do it. More than ready. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. We are at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. I really apologize, guys. I really need to uh, step up our social media game. It's just the last thing on my mind with everything going on in the world. But uh, I think we all kind What's of... What's going on? Uh, well, you know, there's just a few things, I think. <laughs> you know, just a handful of, uh, you know, just little surprises that have been thrown our way throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, we promised to, uh, eventually get that going week five. We've been doing this for five weeks. It seems mm-hmm. like it's flown by. It's almost September. It's almost Joey's time to shine with Scotty McCreary at the Ryman. Yeah. It's coming up. Start rehearsing on Sunday. Sunday. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually a little, little nervous for how my body's going to react. Uh, nervous. I know to answer that question. No, I have not been like, <laughs> okay. I, I've been, if you count drumming on my knees and listening to songs. Yeah. I've, I've been I'm 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 in OTAs basically. I've not started. <laughs> you haven't put the pads camp. on yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've not put the pads on. No shells. No pads. Yeah, Joey's not allowed to get hit uh, playing the drums either. So that's good. He won't get that first real good knock until uh, actually probably on stage of the Ryman. So yeah, I'm wearing. A, I'll, I'll be wearing a red jersey. Nice. No, nobody's hitting me in <laughs> that, rehearsals. Uh, that's great. Uh, quick question: What spot do you guys rehearse at? Are you guys an SIR group? Sound check. You know, I don't know where this week is. It's usually sound check, but I don't know. Good question. Yeah. I don't know. You should check Master Tour, even though it'll probably be wrong. Just like blow the is. dust off my Master Tour app and it's like, oh, welcome back. We haven't seen you since mid-March. For sure. Also, just another quick question. Uh, I actually thought about this this past week. Since you guys are in rehearsals, what kind of lunch crew are you guys? Like you guys, hey, let's just Uber Eats in just a bunch of stuff or hey, let's take a break. Let's go somewhere. I always prefer let's go somewhere. Yeah. You know, those rooms, especially at, well, either place but especially at at sound check if you're in there for for anybody listening there's there's no windows there's no you don't know what time of day it is mm-hmm. and you also feel for me i always feel like i'm like those rooms are so dark i feel like i'm playing like castle wolfenstein or something yes. like it's just, <laughs> yeah exactly they're just so like and you open that door and it's 95 <laughs> yeah. outside so i like to some of the guys are like yeah let's bring in pizza or wings i'm like no let's Let's leave. Let's get like, some, let's get let's out get of here. Some vitamin D and some yeah, fresh air. Let's go yeah. somewhere for sure. Uh, Thai Phuket was our go-to. Sadly, I don't, are there plans to reopen that location? I know that, there was a fire. They have other one. I think they have one in Madison and one somewhere else. Yeah, but I think that one's that, that was one's, a go-to. I actually got Thai is one of my favorite kinds of food, and I got a bunch of the guys in the band and crew into Thai because of that place. So nice. yeah, I, I'm a I'm a offsite lunch. How about you? You bring, uh, you bring your lunch. Did your wife make your lunch? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> actually, there was a handful of times that I brought my lunch just because I was tired of you know eating pizza and whatever else that they would order in. But for us, it really depends on how many days we're rehearsing. Like if we just have one or two days, then it's like okay, let's just order in something. Let's just knock stuff out. But if we have a whole week, we'll just get out just because we have more time to uh, shed and work on our show. But guess what? That's really not happening still. So you have a lot of time to think about it. We do have a lot of time to think about it. Yeah. I've just been show designing, show planning in my head. And I just realized the other day, it really fucking doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know what? That can wait till November. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob, are you with Brad Paisley anywhere this week? Uh, No, oddly enough. You're still off. Still off. Still on the, um, the virtual vacation tour. Nice. Of 2020. (laughs) That sounds actually like a Brad Paisley uh, tour name. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I borrowed it from the virtual reality tour oh, that, that he did. Was that, right. I think that's the tour that we did. That sounds familiar, virtual yeah. reality. Where that, what the single was it? Welcome to the Future? Uh, that was one of them. Yeah, it was. That was a single. And, the, uh, the virtual future. Yeah, I, again, I'm not up Welcome to my, Peytonville. That yeah. could be his, that True. could be your new tour. Yeah, maybe I'll take a trip to Peytonville this weekend. That got sounds little, fun. Got a little time off and because now that marble racing is kind of the 
Marble League's kind of slowed down for the season. I can get away from the. Uh, oh, we're going to talk about marble racing at some point. Oh, uh, dude, absolutely. Uh, when does marble racing kick back in? Well, they're, they're, the uh, the Marble Olympics Marble League is done. The next the next uh, part of the at least for the Yellies uh, Yellies Marble League, uh, the uh, rally season is is uh, is nigh. I just don't mean to laugh, but like it honestly is awesome I to did, watch. It's I very did. dude. It's they're, very they're, fun. It's fun, <laughs> and it's the 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 graphics and the production value behind it is great. The 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 commentating the guy Greg Woods that does all the Yelly Marble stuff and the, the, they're based out of the Netherlands, but they found this guy Greg Woods to do the blow by blow on these, you know, the play by play on these races. And he's awesome. He's great. And then John Oliver is the main sponsor. I mean, it's, it's great. <laughs> they give a, they give a, they give a, uh, during the, uh, doing the marble league, marble Olympics, they, uh, every winner would donate. <laughs> the team would donate like $5,000 to like a food bank. Oh, great. Via, via John Oliver. So yeah, it's, there's some good stuff happening. That's awesome. When you yeah. first started that sentence and you said, donate 5,000, pardon me, was hoping you're going to say they donate 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> To, Dude, the food, there's, to the food bank. And there's also, it seems like now that they, speaking of marbles, there seems to be this competition to get as many marbles. Like the last one I think I saw was like 15,000 marbles, like on a course to just to see what it looks like, to see what it sounds and look. Like. Yeah. So people are just like getting more and more mar marbles and building these, these little kind of Rube Goldberg, you know, contraptions or, or, or courses and stuff to run these marbles on. And it's, it's so weird. It's such a weird world that wow. people are so into this thing. That's great. Yeah. To follow up on my last question about rehearsal catering, uh, what does the Brad Paisley crew do? And well, because like there's a, a ton of you guys, I'm sure that you guys just order and stuff because that's easier. Yeah. When, we usually rehearse at, um, when we do production rehearsals at- um, 2022. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but in the past we've done it at Moo TV, the, the steel mill. They've got that huge production facility. And so, yeah, they'll just order in. Some actually, past couple of times, like a couple of guys have brought their grills- Oh, that's know, awesome. And we've done like yeah, that is brats awesome. and sausages and burgers and stuff like that. So that's been cool because a couple of these dudes are like some serious, you know, hunter grill master guys. So that's been cool. But yeah, a lot of times it's pizza or Chipotle, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Joey, do you want to plug your Ryman show one more time for everybody? Yeah, Friday, September 4th. You can get tickets on the Ryman site or on Scotty's site. There's a link to um, the company that's putting it on. It's going to be 10 bucks. Stream it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say invite your friends, but make them stream it too. You yeah, can invite sure. them, but have them pay for it too. Oh wait, can you uh, put on your kick drum or you can have your own kick drum uh, head made that just has your Venmo tag on it so people can <laughs> see it? That might be the best idea you've had this year. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and maybe some, yeah, maybe some pictures of my daughters, like, you know, maybe just like kind of looking sad about yeah. having to do online school. Yeah, your daughter at uh, UK just being like, I don't know if I'll be able to be here next semester. Yeah. yeah. Go cats. Maybe, maybe for the last time. Hey, Catterdays is almost here. So that's good. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, I think Kentucky's going to be good this year. They're going to be fun to watch. They, yeah. I mean, they were, they've been fun to watch the last yeah. few seasons and, uh, they're, they're on the rise. <laughs> the cats. <laughs> That's terrible. It seems like every single uh, uh, sporting franchise that has some sort of cat mascot has the same cat soundbite. Oh, I totally. Like. Yeah. You know, it's like yep. the Predators have it. Uh, the Wildcats have it. LSU has it as well. Or not really. No, they use the Mike the Tiger, Tiger Roar. That's oh, really? The, yeah. Nice. They actually, they used to. <laughs> this was so horrible. So they used to, back like when I started going to games with my grandfather back in the freaking mid 70s, they would take, I don't know what mic they're on now, but but they would literally take him out of his like his enclosure, his habitat, put him in a cage that had wheels on it and roll him out onto the field. Oh, wow. During games. And then, then they would stick a mic and a microphone in there to get him to. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So that's legit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like legit, yeah, they, legit they, roar. I think they stopped doing that sometime like in the mid to late eighties or something like that. It was just like, eh, that's not PETA, cool. PETA, uh, turns yeah. out PETA found out about that. <laughs> well, great. Well, is there anything else that you guys would like to add before we get into this week's pod? Let's go. Let's go. Yep. Let's do it. Let's All do right. It. The NFL, we have some promising news coming out. We are only two weeks away from the season, right? Two weeks, two weeks from Thursday, two weeks from yeah. Thursday, Thursday, which is insane to think about as well. This year has just been just kind of a mind fuck for everybody, which, you know, we're all just kind of thinking, oh, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? But obviously the, the NFL is still rolling. And uh, we had a tweet from Adam Schefter the other day about COVID test results for August 12th through August 20th. I'm just going to just round off these numbers just so it's easier for me to read because I'm kind of illiterate half the time and I can't read numbers. 
But uh, <laughs> Schefter tweeted, 58,000 tests administered to 8,500 players and personnel, 23,000 tests administered to players, 35,000 tests administered to personnel, zero positive tests among players, and six new positive cases confirmed uh, just among other personnel, which is actually pretty surprising for as many tests as they have administered. And like with all these players not being in the bubble, they're just practicing in their own cities. And and plus, of course, we'll talk about the factors that will go into traveling and actually playing the season. But guys, how are you feeling about the NFL season coming up with uh, the COVID testing? Because it seems like everything is kind of too good to be true at this point with uh, think, the coronavirus. Yeah, I think it's it's incredibly encouraging. You know, obviously, we w- look at the NHL, the NBA. We know the bubble works. In fact, we know the bubble works perfectly if you look at their test results. If you look at kind of the disaster baseball was, especially early on, although that seems to be kind of reined in a bit, they've got that under control. If you look at how large these NFL rosters are, um, I think they're all at, is it 90 right now? I think close to 90 players, staff, trainers, coaches, those numbers are incredible. And as you said, majority of teams, I think some teams are maybe doing a hotel, a semi-bubble, but majority of teams are going home to their families. Mm -hmm. They are... They're acting responsibly, which to me is so encouraging going into this year. Are are there going to be more opportunities to fail, you know, when you go to Vegas or New York, different things like that? Of course. I know that's one of the reasons why some coaches are talking about maybe flying in the night before, or if it's a close enough game, maybe possibly flying in that morning or, you know, trying to minimize the time that they're on the road. So you're telling me that if the Packers and like, I really don't know the Packers schedule, like off the top of my head, but you're saying if the Packers are in Green Bay in the middle of December and it's, you know, negative 50 degrees outside and they go to Vegas, they're not going to want to go out and have any fun. Just tell them on your honor, on your honor, guys. Scouts honor. Yeah, scouts honor. (laughs) Um, Personally, I think these players are really taking a lot of responsibility for their actions. I think they're realizing that uh, I was telling a friend the other day, got 25 million people unemployed in this country and these guys are making millions of dollars. I think they're taking it seriously. I think they understand that if they want this season to happen, these are the things that they're going to have to do. Uh, And, you know, we can bitch or we can complain about, oh, these athletes, of course, they're the ones that get tested so much and everything. These tests aren't pleasant to get. And these dudes are getting tested sometimes multiple times a day. They're putting their bodies through training camp. Mm -hmm. They are changing their lives as we all are, but they're doing it they're sacrificing to play the sport and do the job that they love. And I think it's great. I, I think the I think there's going to be some some speed bumps along the road. I'm sure there's going to be some positives, but I was really nervous, as, as Rob was saying a couple weeks ago, when the pads came on and everybody started hitting each other and they're spit. And and if you watch footage of these practices, I mean they're, you know, they're they're around each other. They're not yeah, you can't be six feet away no. during a football practice. I think it's great. I think the season, I really do. I think the season's going to go on. I think there could be some hiccups along the way, but I do think that eventually there'll be a Super Bowl. And then we talk about we're going to be doing some picks later on the show. Yep. But I, I'm 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 stoked. Each week that goes by, I'm I'm more and more excited. And uh, those test results that Schefter tweeted were super encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm starting to feel a lot better about the future. You know, for the next season. It seems like everybody, like you talked about the players, but even seems like, you know, from the league office on down to the owners, like, you know, there's a lot of money on the line. And I think they probably realize that they're they're just going to have to take what they can get this year. So they want to make sure that everybody's, the protocols are in place, the lines of communication, everyone is on the same page. Uh, yeah, there's going to be, you know, somebody, there's going to be a team or two that's going to end up being the Marlins or the St. Louis Cardinals of the NFL, you know, yeah uh i still i'm still going with the browns uh but but yeah i'm feeling a lot better you know the testing needs to stay consistent you mentioned before we got on here about the story this weekend which got past me about all the was the lab in new jersey that had all the false positives Um, yeah yep you know there's going to be those kind of hiccups there's going to be you know, some players stepping out and screwing up but i think it feels like you know everyone's pretty pretty committed to making it safe and, and, and making it happen. You know, I just, I'm just still crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. That's a good point about people, you know, owners and GMs and players kind of getting used to our new norm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what our entire, that's what our whole world is doing, right? The, the we're six months into this thing. No one thought we would be here this long. We didn't know what to expect. And now we're adjusting to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're wearing masks when we go to grocery stores and we go, we should be. 
because that's what we need to do. If you watch these commentators, you watch the NBA playoffs and they got the plexiglass between them or they're six feet apart. That's just the way it is right now. Will it be like this forever? No, but this is the new norm. The NFL had the luxury of watching other leagues do it right and do it not right. And I think they've, I got to give, I know people feel differently about Roger Goodell, but I got to give props to him and all the owners and GMs and coaches because they're, I think they're doing really well so far in, I, in our lifetime in a situation that we've never seen before. And I just hope going forward, once once we do get a handle on the virus and we get therapeutics and vaccine and you know whatever's going to happen in the future, hopefully soon, is that just this kind of heightened idea of safety protocols, health protocols, these kind of things will kind of continue on in the future. Like being, you know, we've all heard the stories and, and, and been, you know, been, you know, aware of this era of the CTE and everything. And that's been a huge story, but there's a lot of other things that kind of get brushed under, I think get brushed under the carpet and hopefully, you know, the, the, the training and the medical staff, like we'll just as a rule across the board, NHL, NFL, everybody just kind of take, you know, how we take care of each other and how, you know, you know, within the, within the sphere of sports, just kind of a little bit more seriously. And maybe some of these, some, some other good will come out of all having to socially distance and follow these strict rules and stuff like that going forward. So I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I remain a lot more hopeful than I did, you know, at the beginning, like when baseball started back and we started seeing just these, you know, crazy idiots going out and yeah, going to casinos and strip clubs. Yeah. There were a couple of canaries in the coal mine, but I think NFL is taking it very, very serious because there's a lot on the line, you know, and, and it is, and there is, you know, that's, it's a, you're talking about a billion, billions of dollars that mm-hmm. are getting cut. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like <laughs> and that, they're still having a season. Yeah. Well, well that, and plus to bring it back around to baseball, you know, like we were talking about, or Joe, you were talking about how, you know, the NFL has had time to just look, just look at these other leagues and try to form a game plan, which yeah, I mean, there are some times that, you know, like we could have formed a game plan earlier, but in the back of people's heads, you know, they just think, oh, well, hopefully everything will just be like a little bit better or better to where like, we don't have to worry about this, but you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. but the NFL has done a great job with, you know, kind of managing all these newer expectations of the new normal, I think going forward, but you know, going back to baseball and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think most baseball contracts are guaranteed money, right? Yes, they, yes, right? that's correct. So of course I was thinking about this this past week too, is most football contracts aren't fully guaranteed, you know, like you just see the number and yeah, that's the number that they can hit. But at the same time, it's just like, once you kind of dive into the contract, it's like, well, no, that's the max amount that they can get. But you know, like if they get hurt or if something happens, you know, like it's not fully guaranteed money to where, you know, like I just think baseball players are more frivolous to be like, oh, well, we agreed to play. So I'm getting paid my $40 million this year or, you know, like, you know, just like insert you know, whoever player in there, but like these NFL players, yeah. Like if they don't play and don't take this thing seriously, you know, like I, you know, like they're going to lose a whole lot of money because in the first place, their contracts really aren't guaranteed. Yeah. Like all these NFL players just looking at baseball and, and like, I know that the MLS is playing right now again, because you know, like their season kind of got bumped up back to back, which is you know the way it's going this year. And yeah, like, I don't think there's really been any positive cases in the MLS because they're not in a bubble anymore. They're actually playing, you know, mm-hmm. home and away games which I think as well, they kind of saw baseball. They saw what they did in the bubble and, and thought, oh, okay, yeah, like this isn't going to be like this forever. Yeah, it sucks. We don't want to kind of be isolated. You know, we want to go about our regular lives. But at the same time, it's like sacrificing six months for, you know, just the good of everybody and just to get the sport on track, have everybody get paid. Great. And then in 2021, 2022, you know, kind of hopefully everything will be as back to normal as it can be to where we don't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the Ravens, for example, the whole story with they just freaking just cut Earl Thomas. I mean, dude signed a, I think it was a $32 million contract or close to that. And I think he, or maybe it was $32 million that he actually got in guarantees in his salary last year. Throws out, did you guys see the video of the, uh, the practice video? You know, throws the punches, the big thing. And the Ravens are just, they're just done. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah we're not, we're not going to deal with this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with, although I have to laugh, it's a much, much lesser player as far as contract wise, but the Seahawk rookie, I think he was an undrafted rookie that tries yeah. to snake a girl in, <laughs> in a Seahawks jersey, yeah. which I did see on ESPN today that he uh, like issued an apology. Um, and I, I believe that he probably is really sorry because he, he got cut and his, as of now, his NFL career is over. So uh, I agree with what you said. There's, these guys are just taking, taking responsibility and it does seem like for the most part, the majority of major league baseball players are doing that. There's yeah. 
there's just a, a few bad apples. Although it's interesting that Florida, they seem, just, that they Florida. seem to it's be, yeah. And the Cardinals. And then what was the one uh, I was trying to think of? There was another team in a series that got postponed. They had to cancel some games. And I was going to the, say the Mets, but I feel was like- the Phillies? Maybe so. Maybe yeah. it was the Phillies. Yeah. And uh, stay tuned. Toward the end of the show, we are going to make some picks for the NFC. Our uh, thoughts on uh, team's records. Stay tuned for that. All right, uh, moving right along to college football. And uh, we have a lot of stuff uh, coming out of the Big Ten. I think everybody's seen all the parent protests and all these teams. Like, it's just been a complete dumpster fire, shitstorm with COVID Big Ten stuff going on. And Joey, like, I actually want to get your perspective about this, being a parent and actually having a hit in school. Catterday's rare. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, like, how do you feel about these parents protesting about wanting to play football? Do you think that's kind of, I mean, like, I won't say selfish is the word, but like, do you think that, you know, like all these parents are kind of just putting too much eggs into one basket in terms of having football be just their whole identity. In a nutshell, yes, okay. that is how I feel. You know, I guess that was a really biased question. No, no, I mean, I, that, that was that, really you, you described pretty much what I think about it. To, to be fair, I have not. I've been so excited and devoting so much of my day, which I'm sure my wife is thrilled about, and watching film and studying Broncos training camp. Um, just in case I get called as a remote scout, you never know. Um, so I haven't spent a lot of, I haven't paid a lot of attention to what's been going on with the big 10 in college. But the thing I find odd about that is, you know, everybody speaks about the disappointment for these kids, the disappointment missing the season. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, join the club. Yeah. Like, Like take a number. Every single person in the world has experienced massive disappointment this year in one way or another. As far as I understand, the NCAA has agreed to, they're extending them another year, right? I think if they don't play, mm-hmm. it doesn't count towards their, they're giving them the option to opt out, which some college players have done already. They're keeping their scholarships intact. I, I, I mean, I, I understand it's disappointing, but at some point, kind of to, to what you were saying, Kyle, it is how I feel. It's like, what, what, what are you, what are you fighting for? What are you going against? Because it's not, it's not a monetary issue for the student. Yeah. You know, it's not an issue of this is their job. This is how they're making money. So what, what, what are you arguing against? Mm-hmm. Is this because of your own personal beliefs that maybe you think the virus is BS? You think it's a political thing, all these things. No one, everybody, everybody wants college football to happen. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say that every single person. Well, wants yeah, Cause this like we're happen. not rooting against it. You know, Absolutely like we're not, not being like, oh, they shouldn't fuck it. You know, uh, you know, we're not, oh, no, we're not I've, saying I've, that I've, at all. I look forward to the Purdue and Indiana game every year. <laughs> so <laughs> Troy and LSU. LSU. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we would be, I think it was, I mean, it would be this week. There would be, I think the college kickoff classic would have been this weekend um, or, or at least some games would start. So, so this argument of uh, it's a conspiracy and these kinds of, it's just, it's just stupid to me. Um, well, we all know that hell hath no fury than a Buckeye fan scorned. There's a lot of noise coming from that. And, and I understand, I, and it's completely justifiable. You know, you've got a lot of guys that have big, you know, Justin Fields, and there's guys on that team that have possible professional football futures, and I get it. But when it comes down to it, that and, I, you know, I'm still kind of like, I look at Kevin Warren, you know, I, I wouldn't want his job. I thought it was weird that, you know, they announced the schedule, and then what was it like, not even a week later, they called the season, and so did Pac-12. Yeah which oddly we haven't heard a lot. I haven't, it's mostly been kind of the grousing coming on, coming from the big 10 camp. We really haven't heard much from pac 12, which maybe I'm missing that somehow, but I know. Like, I just think it's more, you know, it's just West coast living West coast, you know, thought just kind of rolling with it more. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. You know, I don't know. I, I, part of me kind of feels like they may have pulled the trigger too quick, maybe had done some more research and studying and maybe just kind of did a wait and see, you know, even though lives and money are on the line, yeah, it just seems like, you know, you still have coaches that are trying to figure out a way to play and have, a, you know, they're talking, I think it was Sports Illustrated did a story the other day about having a winter league and doing it in bubbles like at, at, at Lucas Oil Stadium or having a couple of, of, of covered, you know, dumb stadiums to play in. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, more than anything, I feel bad for the kids that do want to play that don't get to, but you're going to school. If you're still getting your scholarship and your school paid for, it sucks everybody's having to deal with some kind of hardship in this time, you know, in sports, as much as we all love them, uh, you know, I want to see college football happen. I wish everyone was still playing. I wish we wouldn't even have to have this conversation. There's a lot of bad stuff that, that that's kind of, I think higher on the list. So watching these parents, like they showed up to the big 10 offices, which are closed by the way. And there was more 
reporters there than there were parents, but they still got their message out and I understand it. And, and their concerns should be heard. And, but it just, I, I just feel like, again, that there seems to be in certain areas, a lack of communication and like a, a kind of a codified agreed upon reaction and plan to all this. And I think the big 10, again, I, I keep using the word canary in the coal mine and they may turn out to be right. You know, we may get two months into this season with college football and there's just rampant cases going and they may have to shut things down or, you know, call the season. That's all still yet to be seen. You know, doesn't seem like there was any kind of really, again, the, the looking, you know, when, when, when the NCAA called the men's tournament, I think if I had been a mucky muck in the NCAA or any, any one of those college conferences, I would have like, all right, let's start talking about plans and contingencies. Yeah. Like, having some really, really long conversations about what we need to do and then what we can do if we can't do what we want to do. And that's just not happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes, you know, well, I mean, like, obviously parents want the best for their children. Like, I get it. You know, like, you don't ever want to see your child to be upset. And, you know, like, I don't know what that's like, you know, like to have, you know, like older children like you, Joey. But, you know, like whenever I just see my daughter sometimes and she'll be, what, two in January, and like, there's sometimes I just see her upset about something. I'm like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, you just want to just comfort them. Be like, oh no, like, I just want to make it happen for you. For all these parents to kind of go out and protest. I mean, you know, like that's the right, that's cool. Yeah, because I could just kind of find that, you know, like maybe these parents, you know, have kids, like maybe it's their, you know, last time ever that's going to step foot on a field and play organized sports. Because, you know, like, I don't see like any, well, I mean, like, I don't think, like, I don't see any parents coming out of like high caliber NFL prospects coming out being like, oh no, no, we have to play the season. I'm like, well, no, because if your child is a high caliber NFL prospect, like I highly doubt that you would want them to play this year just to subject themselves to, you know, like any sort of, you know, coronavirus possibility or some sort of injury that could, you know, prohibit them from making millions of dollars the next year. So yeah, it's just weird to, you know, just see these parents do that. And like, in my opinion, you know, like it's kind of like whenever we see a musician that, you know, music is their whole identity and purpose in life. You know, like they just have like the Fender guitar t-shirt on or like the Pearl drums t-shirt or Zildjian cymbals t-shirt. I'm like, Hey, I mean, like, do you have anything else that you're interested in? Like anything else that's going on? Yeah. Like it sucks right now that, you know, like this one thing is being taken away from you, but just like Joey said, man, grab a number, get in the back of the line because, you know, I mean like my brother-in-law, you know, he was supposed to get married what, like in October. Yes. They're having like a smaller, well, a super small, you know, ceremony, but it's like, yeah, like they were affected by not having a wedding. We're, dude, we're affected by, you know, pretty much not being able to do what we love and actually have a job touring and playing live music. So it's just like, you know, it's just super selfish to me to think, well, this is, well, this is being taken away from us. <laughs> Tough shit, man. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Join the club. Well, and look at every single day, pull up a news website. I don't care if it's right or left. And just look at the outbreaks or the cases that are coming out of these universities. Pretty and the dark. reality is that, it's a lot of frats. It's a lot of sororities. Like these are these are college kids. Yeah. The conversation I had when I dropped off my daughter at school a couple of weeks ago is be smart, make good decisions. If you get COVID, you're not going to come home. You're going to go through it up here yeah. by yourself with your friends. Because, you know, I mean, that's that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I keep saying this, but you're still, it's the truth. You're dealing with 18 to 22 year old kids that aren't making good decisions. Now, our, I'm sure that some of them are the ones that are serious about wanting to play and those kinds of things, but we're not even to September. Yeah. And there's it, major universities that have already gone to online school. They're mm-hmm. saying, no, we're not even, we're not even doing this. Yeah. CBS this morning did a, a thing last Sunday about the same thing about, and they kind of, I can't remember the name of the schools and I, I should probably looked it up before I came here, but, but yeah, they're just like, Universities are having to like show up and say, "Hey, you can't have these parties." Like you're, well, yeah, they're starting. They're trying to. They're finding yeah, them. Or, they're finding or them. They're them. Like they're yeah. just, you know, and, and it's like, guys, it's not party time. You know, maybe take a year off, <laughs> a semester off. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's you know, put put your you know put your put your needs to you know chug a bunch of white claw and or, crappy. Or I mean, like, or what you could do is just be an adult and have like Zoom happy hours like we used to about four months ago. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. That's fine. Or come down to Nashville and ride the party bus around the Cool Springs Galleria yeah. parking yeah, just, lot. Yeah, Broadway down to, shut down. Just yeah. go down to downtown Franklin. I, I love it. It's theater. like a game of whack-a-mole. It's like, well, we can't do it. We can't do it on Broadway. So let's go to Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine, imagine being, imagine being that desperate 
I want this bachelorette party in Nashville so badly. I know it's in a pandemic. I know all the bars and everything's are, are shut down on Broadway. But I'm willing to rent this party vehicle and just drive around. So I can get drunk at four o'clock in Brentwood, yeah, and 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 twerk to 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 wop, yeah, while you're driving through, (laughs) yeah. And can you drop me? Can you drop me at the Holiday Inn Express on Cool Springs Boulevard, Rebecca? We need to hit up Tin Roof too, right? Fucking now. It's closed. Carabas is open. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's always Dukes (laughs) or Drakes. I'm sorry, Drakes. Yeah. Drakes. Uh, quick question. Like, did you have a bachelor party, Joey, whenever you got married? Uh, I don't know if I'd call it a bachelor party. It, okay. Uh, I, I did. I was 21. Um, well, you guys pre- just... preacher's kid in a very, yeah, pretty strict Christian home. So lots of like video games and we played football and listening to temple, the dog and pretty, pretty much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my wife told me the other day we were, we were laughing about this. I mean, I was 21. She was 19 when we got married, but we were laughing kind of about Christian bachelor parties and, for guys, it always involves nudity for the for the the groom. Yeah. You know, like you got to get naked and run around or something. She's like, maybe they're compensating because there's no strippers or anything. And um, <laughs> we need to see some sort of skin right now. So yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. my uh, actually to to say a great quote that uh, I've got a little notepad on my phone. People say great quotes on the road. Uh, I'll I'll write them down <laughs> and. Uh, Anyway, we were talking. I told Bryn one night after we had a good weekend on the road, I said, I wish I would have had a, a bachelor party, a real bachelor party. And she said, your life's a damn bachelor party. Oh, Which oh, just so good. <laughs> I'll do first off, like I was going to say this. Of course, this is going off the sports topic you know, now, but I mean, I just think it's really funny. Yeah, because I've just always had this theory about, you know, dudes and bachelor parties and like, well, I mean, like dudes and chicks or whatever, you know, but it's just kind of like, man, you know, because like the more and more like I kind of like, you know, dissect the human psyche about wanting to go out and, and uh, get fucked up every single weekend, like with friends, you know, like if you have a nine to five job, which I think it's more prevalent in the world of, you know, okay, like I'm doing like the nine to five grind. Oh shit, do we, dude, do we have your bachelor party coming up in two months? Oh hell yeah. And people look forward to that specific weekend and that day, just because maybe they're lives aren't really that exciting, you know, like outside of, you know, work or whatever, which, you know, like I totally get that's most of America. That's most of the world. Like I understand that, you know, but there's no stopping someone who has circled a day on their calendar or a weekend just being like, oh yeah, this is the time with the boys or this is, or this is the time with the chicks to where, I mean, like I've never really understood that because, you know, the only real job I ever really had was, you know, like I worked at Banana Republic in college, you know, just to pay bills and get by. And then when I first moved to town, I actually worked for the National Symphony which is kind of funny because most people are just like, oh, should you play with the National Symphony? I'm like, well, no, I work in the development office. And it's, oh, what's that? I just call and ask you to donate money, yeah. essentially, you know, just to keep the symphony going. You know, like essentially just always working music, you know, playing shows or whatever else. It's just like, yeah, like I've never had the need to, oh, let's have a dude's weekend right now. Well, I mean, like a dude's we weekend just to go get fucked up. Yeah. Because yeah. like I didn't have a bachelor party before I got married because, you know, like I just thought, you know, just get really fucked up every single weekend, which we really don't get that hammered, you know, like every single day of every single weekend or whatever. But it's just like, well, I've just never felt the need to be like, oh, hey, I have to go do this. Nothing is going to stop me. Right. And yeah, because we can just do it pretty much. Any, well, you're talking about day. an average year on the road, maybe 150 to 200 nights away being gone half the year where that opportunity is for sure there. Uh, yeah, like you, absolutely. You've got the time. You and plus like the fact it's like it's it's free booze and a free place to stay. Yes, you know, you absolutely. Have to pay for yeah. Anything. If yeah. anything, it's when we get back home. Like I know my wife, when I get home, she'll make cocktails like on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you want a, a Manhattan? Can I make you a dirty martini? And I'm like, ah, I'm just, just going to have some water. It's like, that's so lame. You just go like tear it up yeah. on the weekends and come home and try to recover. Yeah. For two days. Yeah. Why would take, you? take care of your body, Kyle. It won't bounce back as quick as you um, get older. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, if you guys didn't notice walking in in my garage, I have a full garage gym. So, oh, yeah. Uh, first off, I'm really upset that you guys didn't uh, like my photo I sent you guys last night. I Was it the sweaty it? workout photo? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I deleted that immediately. Okay. Uh, just for everybody out there. I was getting uh, a little too excited. <laughs> just for everybody out there, I've. I've kind of been in a groove of every time I work out, it's been so hot outside that uh, I, I I take my shirt off because, you know, I don't want to feel like a, you know, just a small, you know, something is just grasping my body, just full of sweat. You know, I don't know why uh, that sounded really weird. I'm really sorry about that. No, I, I 
You yeah, like a shirt. Yeah, you know, I mean, like a shirt sweats on you, and it just feels like you're just being hugged by like a weak person, essentially. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I've been sending Rob and Joey just shirtless pictures of me working out, which has been really nice. I don't know why. I just I, I just think it's very funny. Well, I do understand the the shirt bit as I've been running more this summer, especially the last month. My wife has said, "Why are you wearing?" I have this white shirt. It's pretty gross. By the time I get back from a run, looks like I'm entering and losing a white t-shirt contest with black hair underneath. It's like, why don't you just run with your shirt off? That's disgusting. You know, yeah. you're getting this shirt all gross. So I have been doing that too, but I haven't sent a pic. So nice. You know, watch your phones around 8 PM tonight, boys. I think oh, it's yeah. on its way. I don't want to take my shirt off when I'm working in my yard because I don't want to scare the kids that live next door or like, you know, send up any kind of bad reflections into the flight path into the planes above my house. Gotcha. Because I have, I've developed a nice, like I've got a good tan going on the arms and legs and the, the face and the neck. But I the, actually really like those joggers you're wearing. I want you. those. Um, they're very comfortable. This is, uh, I realized the other day I did a, I did a pants count. Uh, I have left my house with pants on, which pants being either joggers or jeans. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't worn khakis or slacks and God knows how long, but I've left my house since I got home off the road, uh, March 15th, I've left my house with pants on uh, four times. Nice. The only time I've actually put jeans on was last week doing the uh, High Valley video shoot. So that was fun. Yeah. I just live in comfy shorts yeah. and uh, just, you know, those really nice dry fit. Come home, shorts. pants off, life on. That's that's my uh, <laughs> that's my credo. I normally say something at the top of the show. Just one thing I do every single week that, you know, kind of makes me miss touring and makes me want to, you know, be out there again. I paid my neighbors uh, uh, just like while I'm working out to just walk by my house and say stuff like, oh man, you're making me sweat just watching you. Because on the road, you know, like you work out outside the bus or if you're you're at some fair or festival, you just always have those people that walk by and just be like, oh man, you're making my heart race just watching you. Just, yeah, I just miss that so much because that's one of my favorite things about about being on tour. Um, I did have uh, something that I was grateful for to not be on the road. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Nice. Um, Ate a sandwich last night. Really good sandwich. Had some a lot of hot peppers on it. I like hot and spicy food. Same. Woke up this morning and was incredibly grateful to just have a, a beautiful bathroom. Oh, yeah, right you're there. Not. I know we all there's either the fear of, you know, the bus is still rolling. Yeah. Say you're up early, which I'm usually up pretty early on the road. Same. It's either at the venue. And if if you're at a fair for me, a fair or anything Ooh, gross outside, I'm like, where, what Walmart am I walking to? Or if it's a venue, you go inside, but it's don't take for granted just having a nice bathroom right yeah. there because the day will come for all of us again when it's like, oh gosh, the blue juice tsunami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a uh, <laughs> well, just one last thing. This is a very uh, just like unpopular opinion, but uh, like nothing. Be <laughs> Sorry, this is way too much information, but nothing beats going to the restroom in a porta john uh, when it's like sixty degrees outside. It's nice, and you're the first one to use it in the morning. Oh yeah. It's honestly the most a cold toilet seat. Yeah, totally. Oh. And like a little breeze, like you're still wearing your hoodie and like your little shorts from the bus, and you're just like, "This is the perfect temperature." Yeah, it's it's guys. It's I got a con I got a confession. Never once in my life have I done the deed in a porta john. Really? Never. Wow. And I'm and I'm talking about pretty solid touring for twelve years. Many yeah, many many fairs and festivals. I have walked. Yeah. So knock on wood. How many times have you filled your pants? Seven. Okay. <laughs> so it's totally worth it. <laughs> I got to keep this streak alive. <laughs> all right. You all know what time it is? Pick time. Pick, Pick time. time. We're going to start with the NFC and we're going to go down each division to uh, give us our predictions for the year. Barring any injuries. If we see a major injury going on, we'll, we will address that the pod before the season starts. Just because at that point, if it's a player that we think will truly affect the record, then we need to change that because, you know, it's just not fair. You know, so let's start with the NFC East. Who wants to start? Who wants to uh, give the inaugural uh, one more pass? Uh, I'll go. Predictions. I'll go. Joey's got it. Um, go. Now I did not. Are you guys doing records? Are you doing? I, I did not do records. Oh, you did so not. My, okay. No, that's fine. Be a, let's, let's, with or without. I did okay. records. Yeah. I think we, I just didn't have the time with training camp. Denver's just keeping me super busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Regional scout. So in the <laughs> NFC, the <laughs> NFC least. Oh, hey, Ooh. haven't heard that one before. Yeah, pretty original. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas is going to win the division. You look wow. shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have thoughts. I'll just run down it. Yeah. Maybe I'll run down it and then just give an overview. I've got Dallas, Philadelphia, the Giants, and Washington football team. FT. 
Washington's terrible. Yeah. There's no question there. So are the Giants. That was kind of a, I mean, this is a terrible division. Um, I do think that the Cowboys will win it in a, it'll be, I think it'll be close. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, to be decided in, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but in one of the last few weeks between the Cowboys and the Eagles. But yeah, I got the Cowboys. Yeah. Rob? Uh, I pretty much, well, I I put Philadelphia first, but I kind of feel like I have Philadelphia at 11-5, Dallas 10-6, and six, New York, the New York Giants at 6-10, uh, and 10, and I'm being very, I think, uh, very, very uh, generous by giving the Washington football team a 3-13. and 13. I kind of feel like uh, Philadelphia and Dallas could kind of interchange. I just feel like something's going to happen with Dallas. Yeah. You know, like last year, I mean, they have, you know, they have a, they've got talent, but they just find ways to lose games at the times when you don't want them to, if you're a Cowboys fan. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick with Philadelphia at 11, five winning, but I think it could go either way for sure. I think Philadelphia is just kind of feel like they're going to have injuries and I kind of feel like they're just going to kind of be Philadelphia. And eh. although it would be nice to see, uh, uh, what's the guy they drafted? The quarterback, um, Jamal. No, no. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Gosh. Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to see him. I want to see him play. So, Did you see what, uh, quick side note, what he did on Twitter for the kid, uh, the school backpack the kid made? Oh, yeah. He put Jalen Hurts on the background. No. On the back, like on a piece of tape, or maybe he wrote it on there. And Jalen Hurts responded to him on Twitter and said, that's so cool, man. Here's my backpack. And he wrote the kid's name yeah. on oh, his back. Awesome. Yeah, it was super He's awesome. He's a good dude, man. I, I agree. I'd like to see yeah. him do well. Roll Tide. Uh, so my picks, I have the Eagles and I think this, uh, like I think that you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but uh, like I agree with Joe. I think this is kind of the worst uh, division in the NFC, but I have the Eagles going nine and seven. Mm. I have the Giants going eight and eight behind them. I have the Cowboys going seven to nine because I, I truly think they're going to choke. Like, even though like I love Mike McCarthy, I want him to do well. I want him to prove Aaron Rodgers wrong more than anything in the world. But at the same time, I just think, you know, like with all the hubbub around Dak Prescott this past off season, I just don't think he's going to show up in my opinion. Uh, well, like, is he, like he's going to show up or he's just going to just completely shoot the bed. And then I have Washington FT going four and 11. So I'm actually one more game above you because I love Ron Rivera. And I just think that he'll be very inspiring to the team going through his uh, cancer treatment and all that stuff while the season's going along. So I think they'll play pretty hard, but I, th- I have them going four and 11. Now you said that's only 15 games. So I'm curious, is that because they, yeah, you mean like, are 12? they so bad that they just, do they just have to quit at the game? end of the year? Oh, four and 12. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, coronavirus. So did you do, like, yeah, to cancel yeah. one, one game. So when you worked at the symphony, were, were you in accounting no. or did you nothing with numbers? <laughs> no. <Okay. Damn> it. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I'm not good at, I'm not good at math. That's why I play music. I guess that's music or this is kind of math too. Uh, anyway, let's go to the uh, NFC North. How about that? Uh, Rob, would you like to go first on this one? Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Minnesota. You you like that? Uh, <laughs> Minnesota 11-5, Green Bay 10-6, and six, Chicago 8-8, eight eight, Detroit 6-10. and 10. Nice. That's have- really all I want to say about that division because I honestly have no feelings about them otherwise. Nope. Other than I would like... Skull. Yeah, especially Minnesota. Oh, God. I blame you, Joey, still... Um, for that game. Yeah, we're never going to watch. I'm not no. watching the, the Saints with you in the playoffs <laughs> anymore. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, two times the charm on that one. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. So, like, I have the Vikings going 10 and 6. I have the Packers right behind them going 9 and 7. And, like, there's a there's a part of me that wants to bump up the Packers because I think, it, like, Aaron Rodgers has something to prove this year, obviously, with the Packers drafting Jordan Love. I think he's going to try to outdo his expectations going into the season, but I guess we'll wait and see on that. I just I want some more Hail Marys. Yeah, no, <laughs> especially against Detroit. And then I have the lions going six and 10 and the bears going five and 11, mm. five and 11 for the bears, not four and 11. Like the, uh, you, just, you just made that quick edit. I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's 15. Not 16. Oh, that was 15. Yeah. <laughs> I know like another coronavirus team. How, uh, speaking of uh, the bears, how soon do you think Knowles gets the, uh, Foles gets the tap in, uh, week three. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what What was your, you had Green Bay winning? No, I had the Vikings winning. At, well, what was their record? Uh, 10 and 6. Okay, interesting. Uh, okay, so I have, uh, I went ahead and just threw in some records because I was 
I felt left out that I guess I should have done that last night. So I've got Green Bay at 12 and four. I think Rodgers has a big year this year. All right. With yeah. Jordan Love. I can see that. Yeah. Utah State Aggie breathing down his neck. Um, <laughs> I do have to say, I know people will bitch about their quarterback not having receivers. I think Aaron Rodgers will go down as one of the, what's the best way to say this? A quarterback that was able to do as much with the least amount, part, with the least amount of talent at receiving. Oh yeah, I feel as like my, whenever as my he, grandfather used to say, "Making chicken salad out of chicken shit." Yeah, he's <laughs> there certainly we, done that. That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whenever they really get a, although the, you know when they had Jordy Nelson and um, who was the other, who was a was that Devonte Adams then? They, they've had a couple years where they've had a decent duo, but I just feel like it's always been one guy. Whether it was Randall Cobb and you 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 double cover him, put him in double coverage, and then that's it. He but somehow. He manages to to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve and four. Then I have the Vikings at eleven and five. The Bears at eight and eight, and Detroit at six and ten. The poor Lions. I think Stafford will have stats wise. I think he'll have another pretty good year, mm-hmm. and he'll probably play with like a broken back, and he'll be out <laughs> for like a day. And that uh, he's a tough dude. He's tough. Yeah. Like that guy. And he had a great. I had him on my fantasy league last year, and he had a statistically pretty. Pretty good year, but yeah, he just and it's been like that for so long. I mean, you think you know, I think of Megatron, Barry Sanders, these great, great players that that after what seven, eight, nine years, it's like I'm done. I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, let's go to the NFC West. I guess I'll start this one. I have the 49ers going eleven and five. I have the Seahawks, as much as it pains me with Sea Fence, going ten and six. I have the Rams going eight and eight, and the Cardinals actually doing a tad bit better from last year, going seven and nine. I think that division is actually going to be a pretty good to watch this year. I think it's going to be the most fun division to yeah, watch for sure. Joey. Definitely most competitive. Uh, I've got the I've got the Niners at twelve and four, Seattle at ten and six. As much as it pains yeah. me to say this, R- Russell Wilson is ridiculously talented. They go as far as he goes. If he goes down week one, I would probably drop that to five and eleven. But yeah, for like sure. I, I don't know if there's a quarterback that does more for his team than Wilson does. I've got the. I've got the the Cardinals at eight and eight, and mm-hmm. I've got the Rams at seven and nine. They oh, I feel like they swaps. Yeah, I feel like they've fallen so far from was it two years ago being in the Super Bowl Super, and mm-hmm. Sean McVay, you know, being able to memorize every play from every game. And uh, I don't know if it was a combination of so many huge contracts that they just couldn't pay. They gave Gurley all that money, but they're just kind of disappointing. Um, they're mm-hmm. definitely reaping what they sowed. Yes. As far as yeah. the contracts and the players moving around. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I just remember I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about that. He came over and we watched that. Um, was it the Monday night game with uh, San Francisco and Kansas City, which is hands down. Oh, yeah. I one of the greatest so. pro football, football games I've ever watched. It, yeah. was, it was just a, a circus of scoring. Mm-hmm. And that was what? Two seasons? Wait, no, you're talking about the Rams. The Rams I'm sorry. The, yeah, the Rams yeah, and KC. Yeah, yeah. It was like in the 50s, I think. It was yeah, just it was back like, and It forth. was like 52 to 48. Yeah. It was like the highest... Yeah, at that point, I really I thought the Rams were. I was, I was like, like, here we go. Here's, here's the yeah, yeah. here's the mm-hmm. you know yeah here's the the new uh, you know the new Rams the 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 uh, from you know in Kurt Warner days was just going to be greatest a show on turf. Yeah, greatest show on <laughs> turf. Greatest show on half full Coliseum. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna break from the norm. Uh, I'm gonna say Seattle at eleven and five takes uh, the division. San Francisco ten and six. San Francisco and they may even do worse. I I, I, I know obviously they got the Super Bowl last year, but. I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Garoppolo. He's a good dude, but man, I just he's so pretty though. Yeah, he's he's a. Uh, I don't know. He. I kind of get the same feeling when I wa- I get very uninspired when I watch him play quarterback. Rams at eight and eight, and Arizona at eight and eight. That's kind of where that that sits for me. I. I but I think that's going to be, you know, with especially with Arizona. Now you've got. I cannot remember anyone's name today. Who's the receiver that went from Houston that they picked up? Uh, oh, Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. You know. I mean. The- Best so you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to have some, just like insert Bill O'Brien meme right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. God. Um, yeah. Deandre going to the, to cards. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fun games in that division. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And can we, how about, and how about Larry Fitzgerald coming back? Yeah. Like he's got, he is one of my all time favorite. You talk about a guy that sound like my dad when I say this, but is like doing it the right way as far as professionally, mm-hmm. what he does for his community, the way he plays the game. He's played for the Cardinals his entire career. Entire I feel career. like he's going to be like the Dan Marino of wide receivers, just never win one, but yes, you know, 
well, I mean, like I hope that he wins one, but yeah. I just think he's going to be so like, close in that Super Bowl against the Steelers. Like, yeah, which was a great Super Bowl. But yeah, it was a great. So I, because you guys have such a, a rooting interest in the South, should I go first and yeah. let yeah, you guys sure. battle it out? Yeah. I think you're going to be pleased, Rob, with where I'm going here. I've got the Saints at 13 and three. I just don't want to hear this three times. I really, <laughs> I really think, I don't know if this is going to be Breeze last year or second to last year, but I, I think that the, the combination of the disappointing ends to the last few seasons, they're so close. I mean, the off, there's so much talent there. Yeah. Um, I just see him tearing it up again, 13 and three. Tampa Bay, 11 and five. I think that he has enough. Brady has enough in the, in the tank to get him to that point. I'm curious to see what Gronk's going to be like, but I've heard Arian saying that OJ Howard has like been a beast this training. Love OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. So do I. I mean, who knows how, how much you can tell from training camp, but Atlanta nine and seven, Matt Ryan could be, he won't have near the stats that Marino does, but I could see Matt Ryan being a damn on the, you know, one, yeah. of the, one of the, he's just a solid quarterback, but I, they had their chance to win their Super Bowl and it's not going to happen. And I felt like I was being generous with the Panthers going five and 11 Kyle they have five 11. Yeah, I, I feel like Christian McCaffrey alone can win him at least two or three dude I just hope that it sorry sorry just keep going like I'll okay like, I'll get to so, my that, point. so that's it <laughs> Rob uh I'm gonna go Saints 12 and four Homer of course you gotta pick your team man I, I know I know um barring any you know major injuries hopefully Camara will stay healthy and Breeze won't get hurt uh, which he really hasn't had any injury issues. Uh, Tampa Bay, 11 and five at number two. Atlanta, eight and eight. Carolina, five and 11. God. And you guys actually have the Panthers doing better than I have them doing. Well, like as soon as the schedule came out, I think I remember just texting you guys and and uh, just being like, yeah, I don't think we're gonna win more than four games this year. But uh, it, it it just honestly pains me to say this, but I don't think the, I personally don't think the Panthers are gonna win a game in the division this year. I truly think they that might get one from Atlanta. They might get they one get from home. them, but for some reason, like Atlanta's just had her number. I like, I don't even, I don't, I don't know why. Well, we just play shit against everybody, but uh, for the NFC South, for me, just God, it just pains me to say this. I have the Saints going 11 and five. I have the Bucks going 10 and six, the Falcons going eight and eight, and then the Panthers going four and 12 mm, competitive. Yeah. I think the NFC South is going to be right up there with the NFC West in terms of it being fun to watch and just being super competitive because you have Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. And like, I love Teddy Bridgewater. Like he's great. Like he did great things for the saints whenever he stepped in for Drew Brees. But I like, I just think it's gonna be a tough hill to climb with the Panthers this year. So yeah, just God, it just really pains me to say that. All right. And that's it for this week's episode of one more pass. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at one more pass. And uh, yeah, guys, do you have anything else to uh, say to our loyal listeners? Here's to another week of low uh, positive tests around the world and in football. Did we discuss the name of our listeners? Did we did we talk about that? How the, Jack, uh, pass, oh, pass, receivers? pass receivers. Yeah. yeah. So I think we should. Yep. Thank you, uh, pass receivers. Thank you, pass receivers. Or pass receiver. Old joke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just stay safe and uh, watch some hockey and basketball and baseball. Get Do rid- it. Excelsior. Yes. See y'all next week. See you next week.